In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Lord, we have begun our prayer as usual, invoking at the end Saint Joseph, Our Lady, Our Guardian Angel, And St. Joseph and Mary have so much to teach us along with you in that ordinary life in the home of Nazareth. We read in the Gospel of St. Luke that after they had found you in the temple when you were twelve, he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. And his mother kept all these things in her heart very simple summary of the fact that you went back to Nazareth with them. And until the age of 30, roughly, another 18 years, you would be there engaging in work with St. Joseph in that, that simple home of the Holy Family in Nazareth, which has so much to teach us about the sanctification of ordinary life because Mary was there doing housework. She did that most of her life. And that would involve going down to the stream or the well to get the water, taking the clothes to the stream perhaps to wash them, making the meals, cleaning the house. But in the presence of you, you were there bodily in that home. And she was so aware of you. And she, as a good Jewess too, was aware of what the Father God had done for his Jewish people throughout the Old Testament and was undoubtedly aware of that and prayerful as she went about her ordinary work. And St. Joseph in his workshop and you undoubtedly with him, making whatever he made, fixing this or that, and again doing it with you in your presence. God was in that home. And their sanctification was very, very ordinary. They didn't do extraordinary things. They lived in that home of Nazareth, doing what they did day after day with all of that routine. And they are such a model for us because, Lord, we too find you wherever we are. We are, you are there in our ordinary life, whether we are working, whether we are resting, whether we are lying in bed, whether we are traveling, watching television, reading a book, you are there. But do we remember you? How often do we live the presence of God in those ordinary activities? You are with us, and you told us that. You told the apostles, Behold, I am with you all through the days that are coming, until the end of the world. And Lord, you can take those words, applying them to us, to me. I am with you, you can say, 
all through your days, wherever you are. And help us to remember that you are with us and to talk with you. St. Josemaria told the story of a truck driver somewhere in Europe driving along and he saw a hitchhiker with his small bag and the truck driver pulled over. The hitchhiker asked, is there anyone else in the cabin? Can I get in? The truck driver hesitated for a moment and said, well, no, there's no one here. Get in. And he got in. And they were driving down the road and the hitchhiker asked the driver, why was it that when I asked you if there was anyone else in the cabin, you hesitated? There's no one else here. And the truck driver said, when I drive, I always think that Jesus is beside me. And he proceeded to reveal to that hitchhiker how he sanctified driving his truck, talking with Jesus sitting beside him. And at one point, the hitchhiker said, Stop, I want to get out. And the truck driver said, But why? And he said, I'm the parish priest from the town back there where you picked me up. I was running away. And I want to go back. And the interior life, the sanctification of the ordinary life of a truck driver saved a priestly vocation. And we're not going to be saving priestly vocations by our own ordinary life lived in the presence of God. But it's going to save our life. It's going to be our vocation because for the immense majority of people and even for priests, for religious for important people in the public life. Their life is ordinary. It's going into the office, going into the bank, wherever they work, in the parliament, and finding God there. I think, too, of an Australian senator giving a talk to some young people in Melbourne and explaining how when he did his work, he would often invoke our Lord. And he would say, Lord, I'm sitting here trying to resolve this problem. How am I going to resolve it? And then I would correct myself, he said, and say, no, Lord, how are we going to solve this problem? That this senator who did so much good for the country worked in the presence of our Lord and asked him to help him solve those problems. Lord, help us to be like that, to discover you in ordinary life. And let us go to John Paul II in Melbourne at the Flemington race course. No more secular venue for a papal discourse, and in this case, on finding God in ordinary life than a race course. He said, the common priesthood of the faithful in which all Christians share by reason of their baptismal consecration enables the faithful to offer all their activity to God as a spiritual sacrifice in union with the Eucharistic sacrifice of Christ and his church. Life with all its possibilities and responsibilities, with its joys and its sorrows, its hopes and its pains, becomes like a temple in which God is adored and his will fulfilled. 
the laity in particular, are called to bring the message and spirit of the gospel into the everyday world of the family, work, and leisure. And he's speaking to of finding you, Lord, in everyday life. And we can go to St. Josemaria, who wrote in 1930 in a letter, We have come to say with the humility of one who knows himself to be a sinner and of little worth, I am a sinful man, we say with Peter, but with the faith of one who allows himself to be led by the hand of God, that sanctity is not something for the privileged few, that God is calling all of us, that from all of us he expects love, from all no matter where they are, from all no matter what their state, their profession or their job, because that normal, ordinary, hidden life can be a means of sanctity. We find you, Lord, everywhere, not only in church, not only in our prayer. Everywhere we are, you are there. And this is that ordinary, hidden life, a means of sanctity. And because he had written so much and and preached this way of finding God in ordinary life, St. John Paul II, in his decree for the canonization of St. Josemaria in 2002, said, His life, that's St. Josemaria's, and his message have taught an immense multitude of the faithful, especially lay people who work in the most varied jobs, to turn the most humdrum work into prayer, service to their neighbor, and a path to holiness. He can rightly be called the patron saint of ordinary life. And since we all live in ordinary life, he is our patron saint to find God in the ordinary. And Lord, how are we going to do this? Let us go to a homily that St. Josemaria gave on the campus of the University of Navarre in October 1967. And I had the great joy of being there. 30,000 people in that open-air mass. And he began by describing the scene, that the backdrop to the altar was one of the university buildings, above us the sky of Navarre. And he said, Surely this confirms in your minds, in a tangible and unforgettable way, the fact that everyday life is the true setting for your lives as Christians. Your ordinary contact with God takes place where your fellow men, your yearnings, your work, and your affections are. There you have your daily encounter with Christ, wherever we are. It is in the midst of the most material things of the earth that we must sanctify ourselves, serving God and all mankind. He went on, God is calling to serve, God is calling you to serve him in and from the ordinary, material, and secular activities of human life. He waits for us every day in the laboratory, in the operating theater, in the army barracks, in the university chair, 
in the factory, in the workshop, in the fields, in the home, and in all the immense panorama of work. Understand this well. There is something holy, something divine, hidden in the most ordinary situations. And it is up to each one of you to discover it. Something holy in my kitchen, in my office, in my laboratory, in my farm, wherever I am, in my car. Something holy, something divine, hidden there. It's up to me to discover it. And when I heard those words, I thought of the Easter egg hunts that we used to have as children. They would have hidden brightly colored Easter eggs throughout a landscape, a garden, under the bushes, the shrubs, etc., and the long grass. And then they would let the little children loose and we would race into that park, wherever it was, to try to find the Easter eggs. And life is like this, that the Easter eggs are God. He is hidden, but we can discover him. He is in our workplace. He is in our family life. Wherever we are, can we discover him? And St. Josemaria goes on, There is no other way. Either we learn to find our Lord in ordinary, everyday life, or else we shall never find him. That is why I can tell you that our age needs to give back to matter and to the most trivial occurrences and situations their noble and original meaning. It needs to restore them to the service of the kingdom of God, to spiritualize them, turning them into a means and an occasion for a continuous meeting with Jesus Christ. The ordinary life is the occasion, the means, for our continuous finding Lord of you. And how are we going to do this? We can begin with the morning offering. When we get out of bed, and let us get out of bed on time, when the alarm goes off, when we need to get up, and say the morning offering, in which we are going to offer to you everything we do that day, all of the ordinary work and activities. And they're going to be offered to you for your glory, our prayers, our works, our joys, our sufferings. And in this way, everything is already from the morning offered to you. But then when we start each activity, and let us do what you are asking, not what we feel like, that we start our work, we start our study, we start our prayer, our travel, whatever we need to do, we start it on time, and before we do that, we might pause and say, Lord, I'm going to offer up this job, this time of prayer or work, whatever it may be, for a particular intention, for the Holy Father, for priests, for my family, for that sick person, for that person who has just died. And now this individual activity is going to be offered for a particular intention. And then we will do that work better because we are offering it for someone or for something. And the better we do the job, the more merit there will be in it and the more benefit for that person or intention. And then that we do it well. Whatever we are doing, let us do it well. It is for you, for your glory. 
There's a phrase in the Old Testament that says, you shall not offer God anything faulty because it would be unworthy of him. We look at our work, our activity. Do I do things sometimes in a faulty, sloppy way because no one is looking? This is for God. We have to do it well. And even if no one else sees it, Lord, it is for you. And then we are sanctifying ourselves by doing that work well. And then we try to do it with love, love for you. It doesn't mean we love the work that we are doing. We all have to do jobs that we don't like. But we can put love into them. Lord, you didn't like carrying the cross either and dying on it. You were suffering. But how much love did you put into that cross? Love for us. Love for souls down the ages. And sometimes we have to pick up our daily cross and carry it and do that with love. And St. Josemaria, in that same homily, went on, I assure you, my sons, that when a Christian carries out with love the most insignificant everyday action, that action overflows with the transcendence of God. The most simple thing, doing the dishes, doing the ironing, writing a report, doing an experiment, whatever we are doing, that overflows with the transcendence of God when we do it with love. That is why I have told you repeatedly and hammered away once and again on the idea that the Christian vocation consists in making heroic verse out of the prose of each day. This ordinary prose that is my work, my activity, whatever it might be, I can make heroic verse by doing it well, doing it with love for God. Heaven and earth seem to merge my sons on the horizon. But where they really meet is in your hearts when you sanctify your everyday lives. And then we can use reminders of God. And this is the ingenuity, the imagination of each one of us. For example, when the phone rings, we can say, our Lord is ringing me through that person. And maybe we say an aspiration. The phone reminds us of God. Maybe we go into a room, we open and shut the door. We can say an aspiration while we do that. Maybe someone is knocking on the door and we remember that is Jesus Christ coming in that person. Maybe we turn on a light and every time we turn on a light switch, we can say some aspiration. We go up the stairs or down the stairs. We might say that aspiration of St. John the Baptist. He must increase. I must decrease as we go up or down the stairs. We might have a screensaver on our computer. And when we haven't used it for some time, the screensaver comes up and maybe there's an image of Our Lady, of Our Lord, some aspiration that we have on the screen. Or there might be sounds outside, a siren, the chiming of a clock. These can be reminders of God. Lord, help us to discover those reminders so that something that happens periodically throughout the day reminds me of you. 
And then this ordinary work is no longer ordinary. It becomes extraordinary. It becomes our sanctification. And let us read a point from St. Josemaria's book, Furl, which when I first read it really struck me. And he says, You are writing to me in the kitchen by the stove. It is early afternoon. It is cold. By your side, your younger sister, the last one to discover the divine folly of living her Christian vocation to the full, is peeling potatoes. To all appearances, you think, her work is the same as before. And yet, what a difference there is. It is true. Before, she only peeled potatoes. Now, she is sanctifying herself, peeling potatoes. And suddenly, that ordinary job of peeling potatoes becomes a means of sanctification because she's doing it for God. She's doing it well. She is perhaps praying while she does it. And Lord, this is where we discover you. This is where we grow in love. This is where we become the saints that you want us to be in the ordinary things of everyday life. We finish our prayer and we go to Our Lady. Mary, you spent your whole life doing ordinary work. You discovered God there, the God of the Old Testament that was with you, the God of the New Testament, your son Jesus, who was there beside you during much of your time. Mary, help us to discover God, to find him in our ordinary work, to offer that work to him so it truly uplifts us, leads us to him. And we open up that divine pathway of the world. We discover that that wonderful world of the ordinary. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this time of prayer. I ask your assistance in putting them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me.